I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, yeah. Shoulder Footy Cast live from Backchat Studios. Southern River Band boys smashing their guitars out. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield coming at you. G'day, Skeeter. Hello, Scoey. Uh... Good to see you. You look like you're oh, um, just getting in the, like. in the winter, your winter attire, which is it's almost know, like it's cold outside. It is cold. It's getting coolish, but uh, yeah, you're a bit <laughs> sore after another weekend on the tools. So. I'm, so, I'm so sore. <laughs> but, uh, you can't be as sore as your mates at West Coast who are just uh, having a really tough time of it and Fremantle. In fact, I'm trying to work out what is going well with WA footy. Uh, three wins from 14 matches combined between really? the two clubs. Yeah. Yep. Think of it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get my abacus out again. <laughs> so, yeah, not really good, to be honest. And we're going to try and make uh, sense of what's going on. Uh, follow us on socials, Shelter Footycast, or send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Uh, you can watch us over at YouTube. Leave some comments below there. If you if you don't want to email us, you can get us in there. We're going to do the Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. Uh, I've got mine, by the way, Skeeter, so you might have to think about yours. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shelters at Thirsty Camel. Uh, let's get into the big moments of the round. Andrew Dillon this morning is being announced as the CEO, the new CEO of the AFL. There'll be a transition period until the end of the men's season in October, where I'm assuming Gil will be holding his hand through things. <laughs> it's the longest farewell. We're talking about John Farnham and the Seekers. Uh, Gil has just turned this into a, a two-year extravaganza, given it was last Last year that it all started, and uh, for those, that, I'm not sure punters are overly fussed about the CEO setup. But in essence, Andrew Dillon's been there for a long time, been legal counsel, been uh, footy boss uh, for for a while there as well. So he knows that knows the background, knows the lay of the land. He's got three girls. He's a six time Premiership player at the old. Uh, Xavierians, I think it's called over there. Xavier. Oh, so yeah. he's an Ammo's Premiership Ammo's player. Premiership, a bit like Gil. Um, the Seriously. AFL spent a million dollars in consultancy <laughs> to a worldwide search to find the new CEO. And all they have to do is go down the corridor and uh, they've got the same result, which they have in the end. So um, a lot been, of money spent. There's been a bit of hoo-ha about um, Brendan Gale getting snobbed, or if I want to put it in inverted yeah. commas. Uh, he, he did apply. Yeah, and look... Not. We're going off off a lot of Melbourne media and what they think of Brendan. They're they're highly complimentary about him as a CEO. Um, I think he's got a a legal background as well, what he's done at Richmond. They think he would have been an ideal choice, and he may well have been. Um, You'd like to think that the process that they've gone to probably unearthed the best talent, though? You'd think so. Look, I think the thing that Dylan held him back apparently was, um, and I don't really know him, I've met Travis Old a couple of times, I always thought he was really good company, and he, I think, might be bound now for a high role at the Grand Prix in Melbourne. So uh, this, this decision might just force the hand of some as to what their futures are going to be. But Dylan, I think the knock on him is that uh, unlike Peter Volandi, say, in the NRL, who really sells himself as this visionary, etc., he's just an, a low-key, under-the-radar type guy. Whereas Gillen, really good dealmaker. The Tassie thing's got across the line. Uh, the AFLW is part of his legacy. So I think Gillen's done a really good job, to be honest with you. The broadcasting rights are going well. 
I mean, you can, you can knock him on a few points, but I think I think Gillen's been really good for the AFL. I think there's been similar tenures between, uh, and I want to say Wayne Jackson was before Demetrio, wasn't it? Yes, and Jackson, that was, was almost like a yeah. pass the baton over internally there as Jackson, well. Jackson, Demetrio, Demetrio to Gill, Gill, Gill to... They're saying the boys' club anyway. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Okay, well there you go. Uh, Tazzy, I saw Elbow down at Tazzy. He was throwing his money around, cashing throwing in the money air. around. The Vegas hit. Strip Club, throwing it up in the air. Two hundred forty mil, whatever it is. Of course, uh, not a cent, by the way, from the federal government for Optus, but uh, we'll keep that in mind when the GST card. Is that right? Yeah, it's not a, not a cent from 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 my knowledge from the federal government. It looks all right, doesn't it? It looks great, but you know we, we've footed the bill with that. So anyway, that's one to keep up our sleeve. We always say we, like you and I, have we paid. We, well, of course, we take this. this well, so we, our tax dollars paid for that, did it? Yeah, well, to my knowledge, it did. Yeah, God. I mean, who else? The AFL uh, wasn't going to get too heavily involved financially in, in Optus. So we we have, have paid for it. The state has paid for, for Optus, which, oh, look, I reckon it's a great investment yes. because what it's done for WA, grand final, concerts, you name it. Um, speaking of entertainment, so Elbow's gone to Tassie mm. and then he's jumped on a plane, had to get back for Kyle Sandland's wedding. You know, Kyle Sandland's, who's the, 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 the big bullfed who does uh, Kiss FM. What? Yeah, so he's gone to the wedding, yeah. The PM. Kyle Sandland's. <laughs> so, Kyle and Jackie O. Is that yes. what talking about? Yes. And Elbow's there. So Elbow had to fly out of yeah. something he's dropped $250 million at to go to Kyle Sanderland's wedding. Yeah, well, the reason being, in a nutshell, in that town, in Sydney, big city, of course, Sin City, uh, Kyle holds a pretty big baton when it comes to audience uh, and the, the youth market. So which, much so he gets the fucking Prime Minister at his wedding. And I'm not sure how well they know each other, to be honest, but uh, there are a couple of... Uh, Underworld characters there, and Albo's just sitting there with his missus. <laughs> good on him. <laughs> that is absolutely piss funny. I'm sorry. Seriously. Good, who's the it? most famous person? Whose wedding? Who's the most famous person's wedding you've been to? Famous person? Oh, the most opulent wedding I've been to? Brendan Great. Julian. Uh, Brendan Julian? Yeah, Fo- yeah, fast bowler? Yeah, all-rounder for Australia. Fox Sports. Really opulent. good luck. Yeah, it was, it was extraordinary. It was down at... Um, Bill and Rhonda Wiley, and and Rhonda Wiley, of course, so lots of lots of money there, and it was on their farm. Suzanne Wiley and uh, my wife and I went down there, and it was just it was just brilliant. And obviously, it was all backed by by Bill's wealth. There's a few cricketers rolling there. True, but you would have been to a couple of uh, big weddings. Uh, not really. No, well, you've been so to a lot of weddings players, recently. Footy players, yeah. But no, nothing of, you think I'll yourself... T- I tend to get a little bit too carried away at weddings. <laughs> no. Yeah, do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you do? Oh. Well behaved, are you? Well, compared, well, you're in that... Seriously, you're in the age demographic now where you've got in your 30s, blokes getting married, no, so you just get... <laughs> Honey married once, and yes. uh, let's hope it stays that way for both yes, of us. Likewise, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit of footy. Uh, is there a hundred goal season in front of us right now from a forward? Um, uh, Charlie Kerno uh, and uh, Jeremy Cameron both on thirty goals after seven games, averaging uh, a little over four goals a game. I'd like to think so. I don't. I mean, probably the odds are against, slightly against, given you know you have to keep churning them over. You have to have a couple of big games in there, but we saw that at the weekend, uh, Charlie. King Charles, as he's now known, nine mm. at, uh, at Optus. Should have been 10, but what we'll discuss was, that. What was Durds doing? It was Durden. I asked Paddy Cripps after the game on Fox Footy. I said, because Charlie, to his credit, it was very um, about the team. You know, he, yeah, he, okay. he kicked, kicked nine goals. But everyone, I, else, everyone else at the ground was about I, I kept going. I was like, come on, give me something. He never gave me something. Anyway, so Paddy Cripps come in. I said, Cripper. Um, Cripper called me um, Jared Schofield, by the way, which was a, Jared good, Schofield. Yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah. Thanks, Jared, at the end of it. <laughs> Dead set, like awesome. Thanks, Cripper. Played against you a bunch of times. Probably doesn't remember me because we used to fucking towel him up all the time. Anyway, um, Patrick Cripps uh, said that Charlie Kerno, um, 
they all knew about it, and he was like, "Mate, Dirge is going to get a fine. Uh, come, come Monday, you can't be doing that jump in front of." Because they all knew. Apparently, they were talking about. Of course, it on the they, did. they had to have known. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, look, that was that was the only interest in the last fifteen minutes. Was uh, he created the, got the record under his belt, um, and then just going back to the previous record held by Buddy and J.K. Mm. Did you say you you played on Buddy in that game? Was it round one or two early yeah. in twenty eight? You played on him that yeah, game. Yeah, I did. Yeah. For, for the entirety? No, not the entirety. Kick four in the first That's against right. Tom Brass. Yes. So Tom Brass had some goals kicked on him in a couple of big... But I think the last player to kick 10 goals against West Coast, Jack Rewalt, 2012. Yeah. I, I saw six of those goals on me. Did you... Was it the G? Were, were you toweled up uh, legitimately or were you oh, stiff? Absolute, absolute toweling. Yeah, absolutely. Kick 10 goals. <laughs> At one stage, we had Dean Cox in the hole in front just... Playing there because it was no six six six. Yeah, Coxie wasn't even in the ruck. He was just standing in front of Jack Rewalt. Jack Rewalt was in in the goal square. Coxie in front, and he was still kicking goals. Was this around the two oh eight uh, when things were going pretty grim? Um, yeah, we ran ten. I reckon ten and ten ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks for that memory. <laughs> that was great. Uh, a couple of suspensions as well. Maddie Johnson yeah. gets a two week suspension for his uh, dangerous tackle on Zorko. Yeah. And Samo Petrovsky Seaton will miss one match on a dangerous tackle. Uh, word out of the club, though, he's, he's corky and injury they had to his leg. Probably would have been 50-50 to play. So anyway. they won't challenge? No, that's correct. Matty Johnson challenge? Don't think so. Two, two weeks. I mean, it was a severe one then. Yeah, it looked, it looked like he hadn't seen anything that's gone on prior to the... Right. You know what I'm saying? There's been so much talk about the, the tackling and almost like he hadn't seen it. But so... Even so, I coached Aquinas backline um, on the weekend with Quinton Lynch as the head coach. Yes, and even in that pre-match address, Lynchy spoke about not slinging because, in of course, in PSA, it can get yellow cards, red cards, and it can affect yeah. in game. So I would be very surprised if you're playing and you don't know you can't oh, you sling tackles. But again, I, I, this is for you to answer. But blokes, when you're out there, in, let's say in the heat of battle, you yeah, sometimes it's so easy to sit in a, in a commentary box or even on the very TV easy. And, and just give commentary on why did he why did he do that? Because it it keeps happening, Scully, which means it's instinctively it's it's either has to be eventually the habits have to change. Or obviously, players won't play, be playing much footy if they continue in that vein. I played off uh, waffle on the weekend again. Yes, I, I heard. I was... Part of me, part of me, sort of laughs inside because a lot of people didn't think I'd make it through the first couple of quarters. I played another full game at waffle level, kicked, kicked two behinds. Another one didn't make the distance. Um, another one. Okay, if, here we go. if there is footage out there and people are listening, you can find it. I genuinely, and I mean genuinely. Almost kick goal of the year. And so give us the quarter. Because I'm going to do the footy commission uh, after this to pick the goals. It was the third and... quarter. Yep. Ball comes out of the centre. Yeah, give me Nelson. a rough. Is it back in I'll the talk quarter? you right through it. Jacko Nelson, right, coming out of the forward. I'm one-on-one inside 50. I lead out to the right-hand side as you're facing up the ground of Claremont. Jacko Nelson kicks on his left foot, kicks it out towards the boundary. It's going out. You know, Wayne Harms wouldn't have stopped this one. Anyway, Schofield gets there just before it hits the line. I keep it in. Do a little bit of a dance, pretty much throw it over my player along the ground, shrug a tackle, running at goal, like right on the boundary. Player coming at me, I step inside or try to step inside, and my old legs just wouldn't get going underneath me. If and I, and I, well, you know that you know the stumble fall where like your legs are getting quicker and quicker and quicker and getting closer and closer to the ground, and I fell diving forward and just threw the ball up in the air. We kicked a goal. But if I had have actually executed the step and snap, would have been goal of the year. So you're a fair way off that, given you, you fell over. 
Yes, Skater. Yeah, Thank you, you very much. Sound like yeah. you hit the post or I'm something. I'm certainly closer than you were to it, buddy. Uh, oh, is that uh, the old... Oh, it's, that's, that's like the... This, uh, this butt hurts you a bit. Go on. Yeah. No, no, it's just... You know, I just love this. It's like talking like about... Unless you've been out there. Unless, yeah, yeah. You've, you know, unless you've ridden a Melbourne Cup winner, yeah, you can't yeah. commentate <laughs> the Melbourne Cup. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, how long... That, see, that's like a... a not, that's 30 years ago blokes used to do that. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, <laughs> Sheldon Footycast. And should Damien Oliver call in the Melbourne Cup? <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, you know, footballers, oh, ah, yeah, man, out there, you wouldn't know. It's like, well, you know what? There's a few footballers uh, that yeah. are in the media that shouldn't be yeah. there that uh, okay. are Am I one of those? at it. No, Am you're not, actually. Okay. There are a few that actually, um, you think, geez, they're pretty shit out, but they've got a job. <laughs> there are. No, you're not, actually. I do appreciate that, Scanner. Uh, Brisbane <laughs> defeat Fremantle by 48. Uh, this one, look, I don't. I didn't see this going any other way. Um it, it sounded like, I didn't see a lot of this game, it sounded like what happened was always going to happen. Regulation result, and I'll be putting my hand up as well. I saw none of the game because I was commentating Waffle. I so. thought you said you watched this. <laughs> I was doing the Instrumental Perth game at the same time. Right. So, no, we're in a bit of trouble we'll here. We'll through this one. So, okay, there was a couple of goal of the year contenders. I have yeah. seen these. Um, Ashcroft, it was it was Daniel Wells except not in the goal square. No, it's like, yeah, I think Wells, he was one of my... 208 or whatever it was, the karate kid style yeah. uh, and North Melbourne v West Coast at, at, at yeah. sorry, Subi. I um, mean, if you haven't seen this goal, it is incredible. He's running at the boundary, Schofield-like, but he jumps in the air, karate kids <laughs> it through the goals from like this incredible angle and he's, he like ends up in the fence. Uh, and it was amazing. But um, Mickey Walters, has have you seen his goal? His goal, oh, he, his goal he, he wins gold around he, every week. It's, it's close to almost better than Ashcroft, yes. but it's probably not. But yeah. like shrugging players, falling over, dribble all on the ground, the acute angle as well. He must feel really duped because you think, well, I'm not even going to get gold around here. And it's probably – last year, I can't remember the goal of the year was last year, but was it, was it Sarong last year? Yes. It's better than Sarong's goal. Oh, a couple of years ago, Sarong. Okay, well, it's two goals. Uh, two years ago. It's it's a goal of the year contender Correct. any other year than I think this year. Now, um, now I, uh, what I have read about this is Fremantle tried to change the way they played. I've got a stat to read out for you. Freo attempted a different game style, make 78 handballs in the first quarter. It was the most of any side in any quarter this year. So that is a clear, that is a clear objective and hey, change. Well, from there, from there, normal. Well, well, it is. Yes, it's the most of any quarter, any year from any team. So, what, what, what why well, do you, what do you think would be the theory behind that? Right, like, I mean, haphazard run and gun football is with handballs, so they've obviously scouted Brisbane. I would say it's less about Fremantle's game style and more about playing Brisbane. They've they've obviously scouted the way they defend, so they're either look. You don't want to get caught in the handball games against sides that press. Yep. Sides that press, if you start handballing too much, the press gets you and you turn it over and it goes back the other way. So I'm thinking Brisbane must fall back and, and, and Freo want to use those forward handballs and then and bring their teammates into the game. And it sort of, you know, twofold gets Freo playing a bit more fast footy. When you handball, you're forced to play on and you're first to go. But it doesn't really do much. It's Especially on the Gabba, mate, it doesn't matter if it's a nice day. It's slippery, always slippery there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the front page of the paper today. Is, you know, Both Western Australian sides are dead. I, I don't know where this leaves Freo, to be honest. A loss like this. I, I don't think it really moves their... It doesn't their move the needle at all. It doesn't move the needle anything because it, it's... I think the effort was there. Um, 
we saw that you know Hayden Young still continuing to develop as a player. Um, they play Hawthorne next week. Caleb Sarong, and I don't I don't put that in the book as a, as a lock. Hawthorne we, have been competitive. They yeah. then play in Sydney in Sydney, which I don't know. Sydney haven't been impressive, and then they play Geelong. Fremantle may be competitive in those games, but may also lose all three of those games. Yeah. Have we written Fremantle off finals altogether? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. And that's, I mean... The leading goal kicker was O'Meara with two goals and yeah. Brayshaw with two and yeah. Swikowski with two. So there's no, no there's, key forwards kicking goals. No, there's no evidence to suggest that... And look, we might turn around in 10 weeks and say more regular on our face, but there's, just, there's nothing there to suggest that they are a team capable of turning this around in a dramatic fashion really quickly. Uh, who did you pick? We both picked Brisbane. Brisbane quite comfortably. And about the margin, I think we expected. Yeah, very good. Carlton defeat West Coast by 108. Was that the margin that we expected? Uh, I thought the Eagles might get within five or six goals, to I'm be honest with you. I'm pretty sure I picked this as my rough year of the That's week. That's what you're rough. <laughs> very rough. <laughs> very rough. Deep in the Cut rough. Cut it rough. Um, look, we are both at this game. Um, it was sort of difficult to see where it broke down. Look, I'll start and look. It's this is this is going to pain me to say because I'm I'm very much a pro backline guy. Yeah, I and you I, got some mates at the club, which yeah, is still hard. I I I don't think West Coast backline played very well on the weekend, and and I know that's based off me. You've heard me bang on about it for weeks about the midfield, and you know often backlines. Um, you know, it's dictated by the pressure your midfield can put on. If you if you can't put good pressure on up the ground, then you know it's very difficult to defend sometimes. But in saying that, you know, certainly in my time at the football club and, and, and you know, I preach this when I'm coaching kids and, and anyone I speak to really, it doesn't matter in the end. It doesn't matter what the midfield does. You, as a back line, you have to deal with how it comes in. If it's coming in on a platter, you've got to find a way to stop it because sometimes it does come in with no pressure, you know, shoulders out. And, and I don't know if a lot of the entries from Carlton, especially in the first three quarters, were clean, pristine, Charlie Curnow was was beating them. You know, Josh Rotham got towed up early. Uh, he, he, over the day on Charlie Curnow, and I just want to speak about him in particular, he is, he is just an absolute star, right? He's an athletic beast. He can jump. He can, he's got strength. He can kick him from 60. So when you're coming in to play someone like that, you, you, that there is weakness. There, there is always weakness. No one's perfect. He doesn't kick 10 every week, does he? Right. No. So that you've got to look at his games that he hasn't played well and what has opposition done well against him. West Coast, their, their back line, and it was Rotham at stages, it was Barras at stages, it was uh, Bazo at stages. They either didn't go in with a good enough plan, so that's that's... That's coaching, or and players combined, or they went in with a good plan and they didn't execute it. They're the two outcomes that I sort of see out of it. So they either, you know, didn't do what they were meant to do against him, or the plan that they went in with didn't really work. So you saw what Barras was able to do when he was on nine goals, and he was fighting and scrapping him and physical with him. And, Wasn't him watching the footy? Yeah. Well, that's what you need to do. You need to have someone in your team that can do that because they weren't doing that for the first nine goals. And the physicality that Barash showed was physical when it needed to be. You, can, you don't need to do early work on a Charlie Kerno because he's athletic and he's strong and he's quick. You actually don't need a lot of early work. Your physicality needs to be right when the ball's getting there. You can't have him jumping at the ball, basically. So you Stop need his to put, run. You need to put yourself in a position you can't, that he can't run and do what he wants wants to do. And for the for the... Nine goals he kicked, 
he was allowed to do what he wanted to do in the last five steps. Not talking about around the ground. I saw some great spoils and some physicality. Last five steps inside 50, probably four or five of the times he didn't have, there was no body on him. So for for me, it's the first time that I've been disappointed watching a West Coast backline play against a good side. First time? Yeah, you and you, they've had some hundred point defeats, and yeah, that's that's being honest. Yeah, and, and I'll and I'll you know that, that that's spread out. But just watching a player individually like Charlie Kernow, mate. Yeah, you have to, you can't get beaten by what you know. I'm sorry, but and, that, and they also got had. I mean, we did some numbers in the third quarter. Carlton were up to in, over twenty marks inside the attacking fifty. Yeah, I think the world record was about thirty eight. So, but, yeah. so there's that. And you mentioned the nine goal single. I think look to be. To be honest, you could tell in the last ten minutes, once he got the record, got to nine, that that was. Yes. You know, everyone was on the ch- on the, the that mindset, apart from a couple of Carlton players who kicked goals <laughs> when the ball was heading uh, in Charlie's way. But I, I think they were very conscious of him, and so therefore, well, every West Coast player had two players at times double teaming him. So well, you can do that. You can do that when it's not nine goals. Yeah, but that, but by the same token, what happened then? Oh, well, maybe you had Kennedy running for kick a goal. Dirty okay, Bob so. Up. Who would you rather be beaten by? Charlie Kernow kicking nine goals or Durden and Kennedy and, you know, these these sort of blokes. That I'd rather get them having shots at goal than a Charlie Kernow. Either way, those guys, guys still kick goals. Silvani, um, it was a horror show. It was a nightmare. And, and I, we don't use this term lightly, but it's a coach killer. And four or five more of those, uh, there have to be, the, you know, and this is all predicated on, on their injuries and, and whatnot, but... You still have to look at, and again, go back a week before, you saw what St Kilda did their defensive setup, and, and Wilkie, um, I don't think, I mean, he's he's All-Australian at this stage in my eyes yeah. as a defender, but is he more credentialed than Tom Barris? No. I don't think their back line on papers, um, yeah, I just think, yeah, there's, that was a night when even Adam Simpson said they got tipped over, uh, they, were go, they were advised to go and play guilt-free footy, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one to absorb. Last year, they, they copped some hidings. If there's four or five more of those between now and the end of the year, hopefully with players coming back, that's not the case. But, yeah, there'll be some, some tough discussions, I think, even with one year of a contract to run between Nizzi and, and, and Adam. And I think he's a big enough man to, to stand up. If, if it's not going well with players back, that they'll have a, a reassessment. That's just my gut feel. Yep, we'll see how that goes. Um, Rep Bazo will miss next week. He failed a concussion uh, test after the game, and he'll miss a week going into HIA. As we said, Petrovsky Seaton yep. was injured, but also will miss a week under suspension. Blake Akers, I thought, was outstanding for Carlton. I, don't, I think he sort of has slid under the radar a bit. I was a very big fan of his at Fremantle, and I said it was a huge loss, and I thought he was the biggest loss at Fremantle. Well, he's continued his good season. He had 34 touches. Um, he just he just roams that wing. He's fit. He, he's tall, so he can go defensively. He can he can attack. He's a really difficult matchup, and I think that's a really good pickup by Carlton. Do you think the win to Carlton does... Uh, like, it can't give you less confidence. It's got to give you some confidence. Absolutely, right? yeah. I mean, they've, they've lost seven of their past eight against the Eagles, albeit you had to go to Perth and win, which they have done. No, I think it is. I mean, you can't can't lose confidence by, by winning by 100 points, but they just have to bear in mind, and they've got Brisbane on Friday night, that you're going from, you know, a cellar dweller to a, a contender in the space of uh, a week. Um a positive for West Coast, Oscar Allen remains. He was one of four before this round. I don't know what he is now. Um, players who have kicked multiple goals in every game this season. He's kicked more than one. Every, yeah, every and I've got to say, limited opportunities on, on the weekend. Oh, and yeah. Jack Darling continues to cop uh, the wrath of the fans, irrespective of, of who's been poor. The, the jeers always go out. 
when he gets a footy late in the game and he hasn't touched it. Well, I think he had it maybe eight times or thereabouts, but he's, he's the whipping boy. Yeah, he, he seems to be. I mean, you know, sometimes you think, oh, you're going too hard. Or I think I think fans want to see um, competitiveness. Mm. And, you know, that wasn't a competitive game. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Surely my roughie doesn't count. I mean, everyone knows that that was just, you know, it was some cat taking the piss, right? No, you were, you were very bullish on... On the Eagles and uh, Bottle Mart knows it was just a, it was just a piss take. All right, um, thirsty thirsty camel clanger of the week is coming out very shortly. It's not too far away, skater. So make sure you think about that yeah. one. Port Adelaide defeat St Kilda by seven points. I actually at the end of this round, I think I got five if you include West Coast, but I think I got six in reality. I thought I had about three right here. There was a lot of upsets. Port, yeah, Port Adelaide beating St Kilda, I thought was an upset. Although they'd won. I think prior to that, eleven of the last twelve against the Saints, their record. Skeeter didn't pick Port. No, Port. no, no. But okay. no, I'm not saying I've tipped them. I'm saying, but when you looked at their their record against St Kilda and at Marvel, it's eighth, been pretty good. Eighth straight at Marvel. Yeah, it's been good. So, and they they won it in a style which I think head to head. Watch the game against Ross Lyon. They went one on one and they they guts it out. It wasn't like a a pretty win. They had to really uh, dig deep. And I, I thought it was a, a brave victory. And yeah, full credit to Port. They they. They're playing finals if they keep going on that trajectory. Jason Horn Francis played maybe his best game in AFL footy. 25 touches, last 10 clearances, again. 7 yeah. tackles, big last quarter, getting booed again. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it, but anyway. Well, well the, the, you know, Ross Lyon was out talking about it after the game. So opposition coach, you know, speaking about fans booing. Um, it was a pretty interesting grab in the end. I, I, what did Ross say, by the way? Ross, Ross basically said, you're either booing him to get into his mental headspace, which it, um, it's not working, um, or you're the lowest common denominator, or um, there was a th- there was, you know how he speaks in threes? <laughs> and, and he did the third one was... Uh, anyway, Jaden, maybe you can find that. But but he was basically just saying, if you're doing it, like how stupid you're can you be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But... <laughs> I, I understand it's hard for a young player and it doesn't make any sense. We're in agreement there as well. But it is it is also just booing, isn't it? It is. But I, it's unusual for an, a young athlete... I can't who, imagine it's easy. ...who hasn't done anything, hasn't uh, struck anyone, hasn't... All he's done is left a club to cop that sort of, um, you know, abuse or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's, abuse. That's what that's my point. It's not abuse. He's not getting abused. He's getting booed. Yeah, well, you, don't, you can't people, hear, people don't like him. So, you can't hear him getting so, abused, but maybe he's being called all sorts of things I mean, amongst all the boos as well. But you're right, it's it's not abuse per se, but I just don't think... Honestly, why, why are we belittling a young bloke that's playing good footy? I agree. I just... It's not... People aren't lynching him. You know, people don't have a burning stakes in the crowd. You know, like <laughs> they're just booing. It's, it's, it's the not, sheep. It's, it's the sheep I mentality. Know, I know. But it's not the worst thing in the world. So, look, I, there's been a lot of attention to it. I, I don't know how big a deal is it. Um, uh, you know, tight game throughout. Like, it was, it was a great game to watch this one. I saw this one. Um, I thought St Kilda had them, t- to be honest, coming late. And Port Adelaide just able to withhold. They, they, they just had some moments. They seemed like a bit of a moment team, Port Adelaide. They had Charlie Dixon Charlie smothered. Dixon just that's, that's like just one moment, smother, goal to Pal Pepper. The momentum was with St Kilda there. Uh, Willie Rioli, uh, sorry, Junior Rioli. Couple that, of goals. And that, that looks like the candy shop is oh, completely that, sold out. And it was like he... He was just going a bit like he laughed. Penalty. He was laughing in the play. Yeah, I saw, he, so he's, tell, he's, he, he, players buzzing around him, and he just went just <laughs> in slow motion almost the Pendlebury style of right. I'll just go at my own pace, and and he was just just did stuff. The unfortunately in the back end of his time at West Coast, he, he he was you know still trying to get himself back to full fitness, but he looks like he's getting 
Looks slowly good. back to that. If he gets fit, he's one of the best players in the AFL, in my opinion. So uh, Port Adelaide got a good one there. GWS defeat Sydney by one point. No one's picking GWS. Oh, maybe some people yeah, a couple did. Yeah, well, because Sydney, Sydney was so many down well. back, don't they? They were struggling with numbers down back and height down back. This was um, a cracker. This was a game that I didn't see again. I saw this one. I saw this. Where was I then? I don't know. Working on 20 jobs that you got. <laughs> they're, they're, what, what day is it? Uh, uh, GWS. Look, it was it was a... It was one of those games, right? But but they were down by four and a half goals, basically. Um, game, game done and dusted. Sydney, can't remember the player, but they kicked a goal with about 12, 13 minutes to go. And it was four goals down. It's like, they're never going to win this. Um, they just found a way to will themselves into the contest, GWS. They, um, they, they fought around the ball. Again, probably some moments, you know, like they, a couple of turnover goals that sort of, you know, got them within a bit more than two goals, but you're still sort of thinking like there's sort of six minutes to go, they're not going to do it. And then they just sort of kept kicking goals and they kicked one and there was, you know, two minutes to go and they're within the game then. And, and they get a forward stoppage. Yeah. Now, I want you to talk me through it. I have had a look at the division here with uh, Himmelberg in the ruck. Yep. Comes, he takes possession, which is legal. Yes. Uh, as in the, the modern rules, legal, takes it, dispossessed. So that's play on. But he takes it again and disposes of it Possibly illegally, possibly oh, legally. Um, I, I didn't think it was a free kick. I, I think that's play on. No, yeah. I think that's play on. Like, if you think about prior, they don't include the ruck contest as prior. No, no. So that's which they used to, do, right? Yeah. They used to, you take it out of the ruck, you take it. So that was gone. And the, yeah, it bobbled out, right? So if you talk about prior, the ball's, so he, the ball's in neutral. He takes it again. And then he took it again it's and had second. it for yeah. you know, a tiny second. So you can only look at that. That incident, and it gets knocked out in the tackle. It's not, oh, well, he took it out of the ruck, but because he's already been dispossessed. Yeah, right? I'm, so, not, yeah I, I'm not strong either way, but what I am strong in is that Toby Green, at the moment, on. Toby Green stands up, kicks the goal, and he was, I reckon he's the only player that you think, oh, once he had ball in hand, he's trouble because he just has that innate ability to win games of footy like that. Four goals, two goal assists, 22 touches for the Brett Kirk medal. Why is it the Brett Kirk medal, by the Thank way? You. I was about to ask. Well, why was it the Ross Glendening medal? Well, it was for a long time, but he also was on the chairman of selectors, as chairman of selectors at Fremantle for a while. So he right. did work at Fremantle, but has Kirky worked at GWS? No. So that, that needs to be changed to, um, I don't know. Someone, that, but someone that's is had it, something to do with both? Well, even just even a giant um, of some description. Who's the most decorated giant? Stevie, Stevie J medal? Who's that giant? Well, he's, he's, isn't he a coach at Sydney? Or was? Yeah, and he played at GWS? Yeah, a little bit. Did he do enough? I don't know. It's a good It'd question. be the same thing with Freo on West Coast. Like, Fremantle wouldn't have had the history to be able to pluck but someone. But Ben Allen. Right, yeah. No, but that's taken... How long's that been? Since? Oh, that's... Yeah, it's well overdue. So the, the, the Battle of the Bridge is... That needs to be got. changed. Right, okay. But we've got to find the right person okay. at the Giants. You're right. So... Okay, so it needs to be like the Brett Kirk, Stephen Cornelio medal. Something like that. <laughs> Not Stephen. Who's the best ever Giant? Well, that's a good question. Ward? Yeah, oh, Callum, what, man? Has to be Ward, doesn't it? Probably. They're um, probably just waiting for Ward to retire and then they'll call it the Ward Kirk medal. <laughs> Seriously, they will. Um, uh, your man that you want retired uh, instantly, Buddy Frank, re- returns with three goals. That was impressive, wasn't no, it? So, you, so this is you into the media telling that we fabricate stuff and you talk shit like that. No, he's a gun, he's a superstar. I said he won't kick 50 and I think he might, by injury, uh, be forced to retire prior to the end of the season. Yeah, you want him done. Um, can you check how many goals Franklin's kicked to play his It won't be 50, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, very good. Do you remember who you picked? You picked Sydney. Oh, I picked Sydney. Yeah. Uh, but again, that was one that um, the Giants haven't been blown away at all this year. And I think just from the off the top of my head, they've beaten Adelaide by less than a kick. 
They beat Hawthorne yes. by less than a kick, and they've won this one by the same. So uh, Adam Kingsley has uh, had, a, had a pretty anxious few moments in the coach's box this season. Um, he's been good, though. I've found it. Um, depends which column. So it's either seven or... Seven. He's going to goal he's a seven. Yeah, he'll get 20, 30 goals. Uh, no, he'll kick more, no, more than that. He's, if he stays sound, but you're right, there's every chance he's not going to play. Well, how many games? 15, 16 to go? He might miss... Half a dozen of those. Could kick three every game. Western Bulldogs defeat Hawthorne by 29 points. Hawthorne competitive, as they have been the last three weeks. A couple of you know uh, single-score losses to GWS and Adelaide. Uh, lost a bit of class late in this one. But again, what we spoke about West Coast and Hawthorne, people expected Hawthorne to be doing what West Coast has been doing. And they and, and in fairness, they did to start the year. Yep. And so people you know, and fans were disappointed with what they were doing. But they've... they've if you look from a competitive standpoint, this probably lands in the basket of being competitive against a good side in the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, they were, um, they were with them uh, up until three-quarter time, uh, three goals or thereabouts uh, in arrears, the Hawks. Um, their, their inclusions, I think Lewis, obviously really important, him coming back into the side. So he kicked one four, but he had over 10, he had 14 marks or something. He's a very good player. And to have a big key forward like that come back into the lineup, it takes a little bit to get the forward chemistry going again but he's going to be a star as long as he can keep his body on the park like he, he dominated this game yeah and I think it's from a Hawthorne perspective they, they, they're taking their medicine now they know what's ahead of them with regards to um, I mean you ship out Mitchell you ship out O'Meara uh, they get a, a new midfield they get a young look about the side uh, if, you, if you're thinking next three or four years I think we we get where Hawthorne's going question marks as to for instance the West Coast are going yep North Melbourne, yep. question marks at the moment where they're going. So I think there's a there's a, a direction that I think everyone at Hawthorne would be pretty comfortable with. Uh, Bulldogs class came to the fore. Bont's 200th game. If he's not the best player in the game at the moment, he's certainly in the top five. Yep, or top, yeah, top three. <laughs> top three, definitely. Yep. Gun. Uh, Norton kicks four. Caleb Daniel had 27. Uh, McRae had 26. Smith had 24. Uh, look, on, on the Hawthorne thing, that, that was never going to... like. The reason that there is direction is because there's been no wavering from what they're doing. Mm. Like they're very clearly, this is what we're doing and this is how we're going to do it and there's going to be some pain. Whereas North Melbourne, West Coast, there hasn't been that, has there? There, ha- there hasn't been, this is what we're doing and this is our direction and this is our brand. I think for no, certainly, no one pu- knows. certainly publicly, publicly Hawthorne have been more transparent or certainly been more upfront with what they're trying to do than what the t- clubs you're talking I think about. there's certain positives of being honest and direct with the media and with your fans. And I would say they far outweigh smoke and mirrors, which we've seen across a few clubs. Melbourne defeat North Melbourne by 90. This is another blowout loss. I'm not surprised you. I didn't see this game either. Well, <laughs> I was commentating at the same time. No, I did see a bit of footy, but and you didn't see this game either just quietly. I did not. I was doing <laughs> a lot of football. Uh, and and um, to be honest, I was quite happy not to. At one stage, the scores were exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, 122 plays 31 or something like that. They were identical at the same time, same night. Bloodbath in both aspects. Uh, Charlie Com. Comden, Comden, yeah. The, um, uh, now, I haven't actually seen the vision because apparently uh, 
the seven network didn't show it for obvious reasons. It was that gruesome, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think a proper snappage. Oh. Um, yeah, so that'll be a decent way back. We've seen players, uh, Nathan Brown from Richmond, yep. Michael Barlow. Gaddy Lane. Yeah, did he do one of those he as well? He broke yeah. Like that? Like this, the, well, I'm not sure how, but he was the stretch of vision you've obviously right. seen. <laughs> Gary Lane. Um, Melbourne's fourth 100-plus score this year. So they're a scoring base. Once they get going, very difficult to stop, especially against a North Melbourne side that, you know, I don't. I don't know how they won their first couple. One of them was against West Coast, so that's how. And who was their other one? Frio. They beat Frio. That's right over here. <laughs> so, so that just shows you how we're going over here in WA. Get oh, towed up by North Melbourne. Um, I know we're pushing ahead a bit. I'm just thinking to myself: Queen's birthday Monday, uh, Melbourne Collingwood. Are we talk? This could be. We're talking record crowds again, potentially. These two clubs are going to be top four at that stage. That's one positive with um, interstate sides not going so well, i.e. the West yeah. Australian side. is It means the Melbourne sides are going well. And big Melbourne crowds for mine. Massive. It's great. It's better than, unfortunately, West Australians. It's better than any derby could be over here, like a big derby. Like the big Anzac days, the big Queen's birthday clashes, just the you know, big Carlton Collingwood games. I mean, that being said, when you Freo or West Coast are going really well and a Collingwood comes over or a Carlton yeah, comes over, they're in form. It's great, but it's, it's, it's not the same. Well, it's not the same for, for you because you grew up with that as as, as what you, you like. Don't so mean, I love it. It's not the same because I've seen both and one's better and one's not, not as good. In your opinion? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, because that's, everything. that's your culture. That's what you've been brought yeah. up with. You're saying it's better, in your opinion, because you've, you've got a Victorian background. Yeah. Who, um, who says that Who says that Collingwood West Coast here is better than Collingwood Carlton? Well, the, the best game of footy I've seen, uh, almost arguably, was the qualifying yeah, final. Yeah, but that was the footy. The footy was good. Was well, so was the rivalry. So was the... <laughs> okay. I mean, anyway, I just I just think you've got this Victorian sort of snobbery about you, but that's fine. You are a West Australian now, Will. Well, you're a Canadian, mate, so who cares? You <laughs> 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 cool. Um, yeah, fair. Now, uh, yeah, I don't know. Fridge kicked four, he's gone. Uh, Pickett three, Petrarca three, Next. Chandler three. Chandler, yeah, Chandler, Chandler's a good player. Yeah. Um, Cole Chandler couldn't get a game last year and they've started playing him properly and he's a gun so keep an eye on him Stevenson had, had an interesting one I did see the, the double 50 yeah the double 50 from Razor Ray to Razor Ray's defence so the first um, the first descent call was for the the arms out and you know he said what the fuck am I meant to do which uh, look I think probably Razor is that what said, he actually said God, yeah yeah okay what, what the fuck do you want me to actually do you could see him saying that and Razor should have I think he should have come back with well, yeah. don't hit the head, Play by the champ. rules. Play by the rules. Yeah. Um, but then, so he pays the 50 on descent, which it's umpire's discretion, blah, blah, blah. But then um, Stevenson started throwing his head around. <laughs> like, and he ducked, he ducked. And Razor wasn't happy with that. So people think he's given the talk to the hand, but apparently that's the signal for, for descent. descent. Yep. Right, so everyone's been saying he's thrown out the talk to the hand. So anyway, um, my wife gives that to me quite regularly, <laughs> and I just and nothing frustrates me more because she gives me the cold shoulder. Like just, I'd rather like you and I abuse each other for five minutes yes. and get on with it. She won't talk to me for a day and a half, and that just kills me. <laughs> she, yeah, you know why she does it, mate? Because it kills you. <laughs> it really shits me. Uh, <laughs> No, how do you get Alex? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, absolutely. The cold shoulder? Yeah, yeah, and it pisses me off. (laughs) Pisses me off. Just abuse me. Throw a pillow at me. Nothing more than a pillow, but throw a pillow at me. (laughs) Just abuse me. (laughs) 
Oh, please just hit a button. I know you just come back here. Know that's your so role is shut your mouth. Yeah, that's what that's what we want. We actually want just get a, a quick kill. Geelong, defeat, Geelong defeat Essendon by twenty eight. Did you see this one, Skater? I saw parts of this game. Believe it. Well, hang on. I had to go and fill in for you at ten o'clock with Bowie because you. I was playing, mate. Was whatever you're doing, you weren't yeah. there. And then I had to go back and commentate Adelaide Collingwood. So we've done that game. Have we done that game? No, we haven't. Not yet. But I did see. Uh, can you? This is a real question. I, I was surprised at Tom Hawkins. Had never kicked eight goals before in a game. Really? A well, career high. I didn't know that either. Maybe it's an equal career high, but uh, yesterday I was told career high for Tom Hawkins. He had kicked six or more since 2018. Mm. In but, a good side. That I mean, that's probably what makes him a good side. They're not dominant. They're not They're not Hawkins-focused. They don't need him to kick 10 goals to win a game of footy. No. I mean, they, they kicked a school wrestling to to their credit, but um, the game was over essentially at quarter time, certainly at half time. They put the foot to the floor and, and just going back to Hawkins, 34 years of age, he started slowly, a bit like the rest of the Cats, but are you officially going to declare their back or are you still, you you're still, last week you weren't sure of the opposition, tell us now. Well, so the Geelong Essendon play Sunday, so what's that yes, break? Time. Is that five day break? Well, Essendon had a five day break, yeah, which is, it's significant. And I know Collingwood did as well, right? Um, but I, I would just just put that. In. I mean, twenty eight points to Geelong. I think coming into this season, if you had to look ahead and you would you you look into the future and you say Geelong v Essendon, um, Geelong's winning by ten goals. So competitive. Um, they they Essendon just worth keeping in mind. They play West. They they still have to play West Coast twice and North Melbourne twice for the rest of the season. Ooh. So they got four wins guaranteed. You would have thought. Yep. Essendon are going to be just fine. They'll be up in the middle part of the finals, if not towards the top four. Like, you, you've changed your tune then. Oh, uh, you, you almost have to. Yeah, yeah. You have to because they're actually being competitive against good sides and they've beaten good, they've beaten good sides. So, um, look, you know, I've been wrong about a lot and this is another one of them. Cameron kicked three goals. He goes equal with Kerno um, for 30. Um, Chris Scott um, beats his brother. Brad. Brad. Do they care? Um, oh. Wiedemann kicked five, by the way. Yeah, so that was a, a decent... It was one of those games, it was pretty open. It, it was like a... Not going back to... Was it Essendon? Essendon and Geelong played a couple of big games. G. Ablett at one end and Paul Sandman at the other. This wasn't quite that shoot out, but it was a pretty open game. And, and and I think Essendon likes that and Geelong, well, they're, they're happy. If, if, if they're... If they're going to match up forward lines against Essendon, for instance, they knew that. They had the fire pass. So, no, yeah, look, Geelong... You're right about their future with the, the games they've got against the lower sides. Um, their best is probably still the best in the comp, or do you think they've been surpassed? I don't think they're back just yet. I, I want to see them against a, a Melbourne sure. or a Collingwood, something like that. Um, Gold Coast defeat Richmond by 24 points. Not an upset. Did you pick the Gold Coast, though? No, but I've been Why off not? Richmond. You oh, need to get off Richmond. You need to get right off them. No, well, I've been off them. You stop, know that. Stop picking them. I've declared them well, stop picking them. era done. You can't pick them anymore. Well, I have to this week. Why? Because you're playing the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> they no choice. I just, you know, like, yeah, so they look, and since since Damien Hardwick, uh, basically shit can Marvel Stadium, Yes, they have had a draw there and just losses. And this was, they're really poor. Their goal kicking was, was average. They looked flat. They looked, they look old. They look slow. They've got injuries, and I know that. A bit like other clubs we've talked, spoken about, but it felt like Gold Coast were one loss away from Stewart being sacked instantly, mm. and they've come and won a couple of games. And now is it all good? Like, are we all good with Gold Coast? Well, I think. I mean, King into that side after a couple of weeks, kicked four goals. Uh, important, and this was. I think the reason. I think half the reason we both tip Richmond. No, Took Miller. 
Yeah. Now, this is a big win without him. I know he's and not... he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, no, it's not a... You know, he's not like a Wayne Carey, but he's pretty important to their midfield. So, oh, absolutely. He's so, their best player. He's their best player. So, off the back of that, good win for the, the Suns, Tigers. Wow. Um, Damien Harbick still thinks they can make an imprint this year, but it's... Uh, they're, they're bottom six team. I don't think there's any question about that. It may be interesting to see what this midfield does with no Tuke Miller. Like, he's a gun, but he's definitely a presence, and he draws that, you know, he draws the clearance work. You know, that's how midfield goes, right? They're their best player, you try to tap it to him. You don't yep. try and tap it to other players. So, with, the, with him being removed, Matty Rowell steps up, he has 26 touches. Um, Fiorini comes in and plays. Fiorini's been a good player for a long time, but he's been like the fourth, fifth midfielder. He will now be on ball permanently uh, as a mid. Um, Noah Anderson's a gun. These kids and these guys, look, I I think it may not be a negative removing the best player out of there. Maybe maybe they get some guys that stand up and, and you know get a chance to shine where they don't have that opportunity with Toot Miller in the, in the, in the, in the fold. Collingwood defeat Adelaide by one point. Um, this is where um, my... Uh, thirsty camel clanger of the week is Skeeter. Oh, okay, because mine was sort of heading in that direction as well. Okay, we could maybe be on the same thing. Maybe. Well, we'll get to it after we go through the game. Was yours serious or not serious? No, not that uh, oh. no, mate, serious. Oh, mine was sort of semi-serious. Okay, yeah. great, perfect. All right, we'll see how we see if we match up. Um, Collingwood defeat Essendon. Uh, Collingwood defeat Adelaide. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Collingwood defeat Adelaide by one point. How do Collingwood keep doing this in big games? And they did it back-to-back. Week one against... Or I think... No- They've done it so regularly that clubs, opposition clubs, and I think the lead was something like uh, two and a half goals at, at three-quarter time to the Crows, but you just felt, and you could just see, the not being paralysed, but they were just, the Crows looked like they were trying to save the game in many respects because the dominance and the clearances of, of Collingwood was such that it was almost inevitable that they were going to find a way. How's this for a start? This is amazing. Collingwood have won 10 of their last 13 where they've been trailing at three-quarter time. Hmm. That's seven, seven goals to nil against the Bombers. Yes. And, of course, they outscored uh, Adelaide yesterday. Adelaide were trying to save the game here late. Yeah. Which, yeah, we, we, we're watching it. How do you – so you put yourself in Adelaide's position. Should they have gone back to taking the game on like they did? or They simply couldn't get their hands on the ball, really. Yeah, they couldn't get the clearance work. Mm. Um, I think it was something like 20 to three in that second half of the last quarter. So that means you're just not getting your hands on the ball. It's a little bit of the Freo situation, right? You can't get your hands on the ball in the midfield, then you're winning it back in the back line. Then you don't want to be risky coming out of the back line. You know, and they kept going down the line, and Darcy Moore was marking everything, and like he was, in, he was, it was amazing last yeah, night. He was uh, terrific. But you're right. I think you, you summed it up well. You, you saw them in the first two or three quarters. They pulled the trigger, went through the middle. Yeah. Uh, most times it came off, but you could tell the last quarter it was like preservation as opposed to... You almost have to, though. Like, you can't keep taking the game on when you're winning like that because... I know. You're damned if you do. Yeah. And But end of the day, you could feel... You almost feel that the that Collingwood knew that they were going to be able to really squeeze them and, and Adelaide just didn't know how to respond. Now, the, the umpires had an absolute mare in the well, last that's, quarter. That's where I'm heading, Thirsty yeah. Camel clang of the week. Yeah, Let's, I mean, let, don't, run, don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shelters at Thirsty Camel. Make sure you sell them right out across the state. Look, I'll go... Look, did you see the one with Jordan DeGoey? DeGoey, yep. Yeah. Um, boundary line looming. There, uh, injured there play Nathan uh, Murphy, who... Had been Polax. Polax, no free kick, no mark, <laughs> no blood rule to stop play. And quite rightly so, Craig McRae... Was quite vocal. He was about on that. the bench. Well, he was on the bench. Yeah, he was right there, and so Murphy's getting effectively stretched off without a stretcher. He was getting Walking dragged off, yeah. off the ground. 
the ball was right there. Dugowie sees him and sort of stopped running flat out and then just dribbled it out of bounds behind him. Almost like a, I thought, a bit like they do in soccer. Yeah. Where you kick it out and look, there's clearly no way we're going to, I'll leave it to a neutral ball as opposed to, to trying to pick it up, for instance. It would have it would have cladded into the back of the medical staff and like taken them all out if he had have gone 100%. So you could see him pull up, umpire on the spot. 19. At number, so people have been saying num, number 19. So he, <laughs> I love the the the, uh, the deliberate out of bounds. They come from so oh. far away because they're tracking down the middle of the ground and they just come steaming in. The, and you know, um, as, you know, if they don't give it this one, it's yeah. Uh, the arm goes back and they're throwing. It's like the strike in baseball. So that's my thirsty camel claim of the week, mate. The umpires are dreadful. Well, that's I hate to say this, but I was thinking exactly the same thing. Very good. And I think Jordan Nagoya got penalised previous to that. Another incident which was deliberate. I, I just wonder what umpires, you know, they have to look at, have a feel for the game in that sense of, you know. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Players under pressure, kicking the ball. Now, there are some that are pretty obvious, but yes. gee whiz, that, that was one that just lacked any any feel. And they got they got a couple of decisions wrong just prior to that. And that wasn't just you know the umpire we're talking about. There was, there was a, a mark, as you say, free kick not paid. Um, they had a poor time. In fact, on social media last night, Collingwood fans were blowing up big time about the umpiring. Oh, well, just, you won. Just calm down, Collingwood fans. You're good. You're da- good. So and just Dane Swan relax. talking about Swan. He loved him, but he saying... Saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him such a great effort to jump on a plane after you know the five, Tuesday match and then go across. It wasn't even great effort. He said, "What's going on with the scheduling? Having to get someone playing five games away from their home ground?" Yeah, Swanee, no, he's, he's taking the piss. He was. He must have been. Swanee, I hate to tell you, mate. Every interstate club does it every weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. I think they've got a pretty good run. I remember out. Swanee played at Collingwood for his whole career, so yeah. he wouldn't have spent a lot of time away from home. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footycast. That was your Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shelters at every Thirsty Camel around this great state. The Shelter XPA X Factor. You can get XPAs at Thirsty Camel. Shelter XPA X Factor. I don't have one written down in front <laughs> of me. I. I don't have one written down in front. Who was the best West Australian player across the weekend? I don't know if we can give it to a... I don't know if we can give it to a... West Coast or a player. Can we give it player. to Tim English? I'm trying to think of who, who was... Paddy Cripps was very good. Paddy here. was good. Yep, um, it's a gee, that's Blake a, Akers used to play for Fremantle. He's a West Aussie. Yeah, is he? He is, isn't he? Yeah, pretty sure he's a West Aussie. I'd love to give it to Blake Akers. Well, let's go. Let's go give it to Blake Akers. Right, and when he, are they coming back here to play, because it'll save save us with shipping costs. Okay, great. <laughs> well, even if they're not, we'll send it to his parents' house if he's from WA. Exactly. His dad can have some. All right, beautiful Blake Akers. There you go. Shelter XBA X Factor. Uh, that's us down and dusted Skeeter. Social Shelter Footycast. You know where to find us. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email. Anything to finish us off with, Skeet? You going home to get a bit of abuse, mate? No, I'm going uh, to the Footy Commission. I'm going to look for that goal of the year to be from, from Will Schofield. Fine. I didn't realise that uh, it just missed the left, just missed the right, hit the post. No, he fell over before he actually got through it. <laughs> and then I threw it. <laughs> he a genius.